documentation and data arriving at multiple locations. I don't know what that was, but it excited me when I pressed the button. <laughs> that was yeah, what, what was there, was, that? there was a file on my computer that just said KSPD Spellsy. That was a that was a voiceover. I oh, very nice. Mm. Successful. <laughs> uh, I got the money. <laughs> uh, oh, we started. Yes, yeah. we oh, have. <laughs> oh, I can see the future coming to you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the football ramble. Woo! It's me, and I'm with Jim. Hello, and Luke. All right, and Pete. We're back and better. Than ever before. Could or be. At, at least as good. Let yeah. them judge for themselves. Possi- possibly worse. <laughs> uh, how are you, everybody? You well, can't thanks. answer that, but I'm assuming you're doing well. And if you're not, then this will help. Uh, the University of British Columbia in Canada have set up a four year sociology degree studying the cultural importance of Cristiano Ronaldo's fame and its effects on society. Huge. How about that? Four eh? years. <laughs> <laughs> Four more years. <laughs> Four more <laughs> less years. <laughs> yes, we can. Yes, we can. Absolutely. Uh, do, you, could... do you reckon Cristiano Ronaldo would probably be quite up for taking that course? Yeah. He's yeah. probably one of the few people. Well, First on the list. He could be, after certainly. After against Atletico, do you think he's rigging them up saying, don't put that in? Yeah. <laughs> you know, we'll skip that semester. Yeah. Off the syllabus. Do you know what's even better is if they thought, who's the best, who's the best lecturer we can find? And they determined <laughs> it's Lionel Messi. Yeah. He's just made a lecture and he's taken the Here's what Cristiano can learn. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I mean, presumably he gets an honorary degree from that. I don't know how it works, Jim. Mm. And I'm not going to bloody well speculate. I think he might. Yeah, I mean, you can't Um, really ask for that, though. That's true. Well, if you could base a university course around someone from the world of football, who would you choose, Jimmy? Well, um... Four, as we've touched on, four years is ages. It a, is. You're going to need a lot of scope there. So for that reason, I would go with with Eric Cantona nice. because you do have a lot of scope. You can go with philosophy with all of his, his trawler mm. stuff. You can go with uh, film studies because he's done some acting. You could even put some acting classes in there. Mm. You could you could go with fashion. Trawling, quite a, quite a cool man like that. Wears a, a black polo neck very well, as is his you know cultural heritage. Sort of um, iconoclasm in, in society. Absolutely, like he's been in, an anti-hero. Isn't absolutely, he? Mm. improvised martial arts. <laughs> Um, another yeah. one you could do, and obviously PE. You could yeah. actually play football yeah. and trawling as well. Trawling, yeah. I mean, where else are you going to get philosophy and trawling together? <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of a place, Jim. Yeah. And I think Canada would be an equally appropriate place for it because they like all it's that. just baffling, isn't it? Mm. It's, it's strange that this degree for Ronaldo exists anywhere, but why in particular Canada? Strange. There's one in England. Uh, I think it, I don't know if it's still going. In, I think it was Staffordshire, hmm. Stafford University, about David Beckham. Yeah. Mm. But wasn't he just part of a wider course? Hopefully. Yeah, I don't think it was all about it. There's him. one in the in the US, was it a Simpsons degree? Was it? That's right, yeah. Mm. Okay. Very, very odd. Strange. What about you, Luke? Um, the question is if I could choose anyone to do a university course on the world of football, who would Base it Base it around? Yeah, okay. But I mean, right. you can bring them in as a lecturer or something and all that. I know, I would go for uh, Lutz Fahnenstiel, the German goalkeeper. Yes. Who have you heard of him? We talked about him before. He's a very well travelled German goalkeeper. Oh, there's a he's got a book out. He has got a book out. Yeah, I've not read it, um, but he's had 27 clubs. Yeah, I, I know and, the guy. And he yeah. remains the only player to have played in every one of FIFA's six confederations. Wow, that is great, isn't um, it? So his life would be very, very much worth studying. His effects on, wouldn't he on be mankind. on holiday too much to teach? Yeah, maybe. Well, yeah, no, 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 I guess it's I'll, about him. Isn't I'll be it? studying not, him. Yeah. yeah, we'd be studying him. I'll be teaching it, Jim. It's football's Attenborough. <laughs> yeah, he is. And I, th- I thought yeah. it might be his life story might be a bit like uh, Kerouac's on the road. Maybe like, just less. Although Kerouac's on the road is really, really boring. Less jazz clubs and, and stuff, but it'd be more football clubs. Mm. You know? <laughs> and also, when I was looking up, looking up, um, or looking him up, I noticed that his last um, contract was at a club called Ramblers FC of Namibia. Namibia. Wow, Namibia. Yeah, <laughs> nice. easy for me. To Have say. you already set this up? 
Yeah, I have. Yeah, have you, have you sort of given yeah. Marcus a well, sly nod to in, in, include it and just give yourself a little plug? I heard about those nine grand a year tuition fees, and I thought, get me someone out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> action. Yeah, most, I like it. Well, it's yeah. the international students that make most, um, you know, finances for Apparently a university. So, so. Yeah. yeah, he's thought it out. Mm. You got to have someone a bit international to study, I suppose. Yeah, that's the voice of Pete Donaldson. Now we're going to look forward to his answer, Pete. <laughs> uh, Tony Pulis. Oh, because instead, when everyone graduates, motorboards. Baseball oh, yeah. caps. Nice. Oh, Love them in the air. All yeah. in the air. Be really easy. So people are going to be on the course going, it's good. I'm going to be still over three years, but just think about that baseball cap. Four yeah. years. Just think about the. Four <laughs> years in this case. And yeah. also, they'll be used to looking up at the sky because it's pure. <laughs> yeah, know. yeah. Does the four yeah. years include like a year's, a year's like work placement at, with Tony Pruders at West Brom? No, yeah. it, no, it'll be in somewhere like, uh, it'll be in like a, a DIY shop or something. Well, something really <laughs> sort of functional. But, but of course, yeah. if, you, if you're if you a bit naughty on the course, then you get put on the naughty chair. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like He's being put on the uh, naughty chair. Yeah. Okay, a contender for the mm. points there, Pete Nolanson, mm. as he wow. is every week. Presumably, um, presumably Chris Coleman would be at the student union quite often. So yeah, he would, yeah. Peter Reid would be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every time Chris Coleman's washing machine broke, he'd be down yeah. the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you here? Still broken. Yeah. Where, where was he managing? That was one of the that one. Weird things happen when when British managers go over there. I don't get the crisps, uh, washing machines. I don't, I don't get the reference. What was the washing machine? Do you remember when he managed Sociedad and um, <laughs> he, it, it, something like he didn't go to training because he said he'd wash, his washing machine had broken so he couldn't make it in, but it turned out he'd been in a, a Spanish student union the night before just getting <laughs> hammered with loads of students. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. That's class. I'll just it? say that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, so he, I'm bringing it to the club. But, so he's but presumably he's out drinking in his blazer. He took his um, he took his club colours to the scene of the crime. A bit like Avram Grant, in yeah, a way. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> enough said about that. Yeah, um, uh, and then he needed to watch it. Oh, there's a. Surely there's going to be... I mean, you've got a kit man, full-time kit man at football clubs at that level. Yeah. Just take your stuff into work. I'd have washing yeah. machines there. Yeah. You know? I mean, if there's vomit all over it, that's <laughs> yeah. another story, though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're the manager. Just decide you can do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my washing machine's broken. Have you been home yet? No. <laughs> so therefore it could be broken because I haven't checked. In yeah. a way, it's Schrodinger's washing machine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I go for Roger Johnson. Drinking. Um, uh, and if anybody's okay with the British uh, University um, marking system, the top mark would be a 2-2 because that's a drinking man's degree. Yes, it is. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, very Don't worry, I'm not going to give myself the point. Yeah, God, and, ro- and <laughs> not, rightly so. Yeah, not on that one. Yeah. <laughs> not even you could get that through. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Pete's got the point. Well, 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 done, Pete. well done, Pete. Well done, Pete. Well, I didn't have an answer for the uh, opening question until yeah. um, we'd heard Jim's. And, uh, oh, bloody hell. <laughs> I was feeling an incredible change of form. I know. Yeah. Yeah. But it's more I was feeling charitable. <laughs> <laughs> I've not won more in ages. Not even uh, live. I don't think I won one live. Exactly. Yeah. And you can drink me in f- uh, physically. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, remember that they of, mean nothing. Talking of drinking things in, Luke. Yes, the good news is, uh, as you guys would have undoubtedly heard if you didn't attend, we did uh, three live shows around the UK uh, last month in Manchester, Edinburgh and London, and Pete has very kindly edited together the best of those three shows into one 90-minute best-of show. Available to download through iTunes in the album section for the uh, very reasonable price of £1.99. Yours to keep after that. 
Um, download it now. We're riding high on the iTunes album charts at the moment, mm-hmm. um, so it's definitely worth a, worth a listen. It's very very good fun. And also, if you were there, you could probably hear yourself in the crowd and all that other stuff. So. Shout and note stuff. Yeah, shout, shout out, out. Cocoa Pops Monkey. Shout that out. Yeah, Scotland. Inappropriate oh, yeah. stuff. Um, <laughs> but also, I should probably say as well, if you don't have iTunes um, or an Apple phone or whatever, you can still head to the footballramble.com uh, and buy a version of it online through PayPal and receive an MP3. So it's the same thing, just a different sort of delivery mechanism. It's a bit cheaper, isn't it? On, uh, and it is £1.79, because iTunes set the prices, not us, yeah. so that's why it's one ninety nine. Curse them. Um, so yeah, just to, just to sum up, if you if you search for the Football Ramble live on uh, iTunes album section, you'll find it. And if you struggle with that, get yourself over to thefootballramble.com and all the information's there. Mm. Marvellous happenings, guys. It's worth it, it's worth it. Of course it is. And it's not been really screened for libel or slander, so you, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we will need the finances, quite frankly. Yeah, and if you want to know how and why we're going down, then it'll probably be in those uh, yeah. live shows. Um, uh, Download it while you can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we say. Uh, to the Premier League... Super Harry Kane. Oh, God. Wow, this is baby. the story of the Harry Kane. <laughs> yeah. The many authorities came to blame. And Luke's currently <laughs> pointing at me as he's singing. The scoring <laughs> goals against Arsenal. Yeah, he did that, didn't he? Yeah. Thankful it's his finger he's using. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> obviously, we were, in, we were in Oslo over the weekend doing the live show there, and uh, Lord Ramble was present, and he supports Spurs. So I'm delighted to be revisiting this again. And, uh, <laughs> that, it was effectively my own personal hell. Couldn't get away from him. It was abs- just absolutely I did, relentless. I did, I did feel very... Uh, very <laughs> Sorry for Jim because uh, we were sat in the r- in the room preparing the live show and oh, yeah. and, and the and the the, um, the big screen in the bar area was showing uh, the Arsenal Sp- Spurs Arsenal, which game. is the most stressful thing in my world. Yeah, but the thing was, Jim couldn't see it, but he could hear the commentary. But of course, the commentary was in Norwegian, so you could only judge what was happening by the tone of the commentator. Yeah. And at one point, when there was a goal, because obviously Arsenal went one ahead, and then when Spurs scored the equaliser, you and uh, Laura Ramble, who obviously support Spurs. We just sat there listening just for any sort of player name. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then they just heard a, blah, 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 hurricane! And he was like, oh, my <laughs> <laughs> And I said to Jim, it could have been that Harry Kane cleared it off the line. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> from a corner. I, pr- I appreciate your, uh, your efforts. Yeah, in yeah. the end, though, the result stands. Yep. Indeed. <laughs> one, 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 to be fair to him, he was, he was absolutely brilliant, wasn't he? I think one of our um, more interesting tactics was leaving him unmarked for a corner. Mm, um, it's good one. I think it was for the, what, for the which goal? First goal. Okay, right. The second goal he was marked, but it was a very strong oh, header. Brilliant, header. absolutely header. unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, he, had to, he had defenders either side of him, mm. and he, he had to loop that from from around the penalty spot, which is not easy. No, it was a great header. I, I think with Harry Kane, of course, we always get this English thing um, with with players that come through because because England is the way it is producing players. It all, I don't know it's, if you guys agree, but it always seems to me that we only ever bring one through at a time. <laughs> yeah. so, so the pressure's always on them. Do you that's know what right, I mean? That's right. And um, of course, we have like this so-called golden generation, but they 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 sort of peaked at slightly different times. Blah blah blah. But Harry Kane's not really got anyone else supporting him in that way at the moment for England. So you don't want to go over the top because we've made that mistake before, hyping him and stuff, or hyping a player. But at the same time, I watch Harry Kane quite a lot now. I mm. feel like he's on TV quite a lot. And it's hard to see like a, a weakness in his game, mm. really. Yeah. And, and I watched him, I'm pretty sure I watched him play in the under-21s for Spurs uh, in that next-gen tournament. I don't remember him standing out at all then. I might be mistaken. Maybe I didn't see but it, but it, I think I did. Even from what we've seen of him, seen of him in the Europa League though the, the improvement has been so so huge and, yeah. and credit to him for that a really interesting thing about him is he looks so excited 
by what's happening to mm. him, by how well it's going for him. But at the same time, he looks completely unfazed by any pressure, which is a very interesting combination, really. It shows you he's, he's mentally he's sort of he's well equipped to deal with, with with his very sudden rise. He's come through the right way as well. He's essentially um, made it impossible for Pochettino to leave him out. Yeah. I mean, his performances in the Europa League, and then they had slightly misfiring strikers when they had problems with Adebayo. So Dardo wasn't doing much. So Harry Kane was obviously going to be going to be relied upon. But he's also got that quality, almost sort of intangible quality, where he, he seems to, be able to drag his team through as well. Mm. He can he can really inspire the rest of his team just by his work rate and how hard he works and and, and the way he plays. Um, it's, yeah, it's exciting times for Spurs fans. I mean, I think also because he seems to love the club and because Spurs are a big enough proposition, they should keep him for at least a while as well. Of course, yeah. I mean, he loves Tottenham, doesn't he? So there's a good chance that he would stay there. Like for a long, long time, and if he fulfills his potential or continues to play as he has, then you know that could be a huge, huge thing for Tottenham. You know, it's, it's not not often that they've been in a situation where they've had a player who who will be one of their guys who stands out, who has that sort of connection to the club, yeah. and they quite mm-hmm. often lose them. And effectively, I think that those are his twenty first and twenty second goals of the season. That's nearly two Aston Villas yeah, in yeah. one blow. Aston Villa got, Aston Villa yeah. got 12 in the Premier League, yeah. Yeah, it's incredible, yeah. isn't it? A lad, a lad in Norway said that he uh, really looks like um, the fella, the, the young kid out of um, The Sixth Sense. He does. Haley Joel Osmond. Yeah, yeah, we haven't Osmond. seen him for a while. Maybe yeah. it is him. He also <laughs> sounds like a sort of film noir gum, gumshoe, which is yeah. good. Oh, oh yeah, Harry Kane yeah. on the case. I think I've said this before, but it reminds me of someone who's scared of no man but is terrified of, like, thunder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Fire. What you were saying earlier about Kane, about the pressure and... And all the hype around a type of player like him. Again, I've never met him. I have no idea what he gets up to in his private life, what kind of family's from, all that kind of stuff. But just based on what we have seen, maybe I'm hoping this as well from from uh, an England point, yeah. point of view or an English point of view, is he has the same kind of aura about him as someone like Paul Scholes that he yeah. hopefully wouldn't be interested in in all the other stuff that mm. can drag a player down. You say he's better than Paul Scholes already? No, no, I'm talking about <laughs> off the field. <laughs> You're saying he's better than Paul Scholes already. He'll be on the clearly, roof. He's better than tackling. Within the week, he'll be on the roof of a Tottenham Court Road um, late night club kicking balls into a skip over yeah. the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He will be... Yeah, yeah. Maybe, though, Tottenham have actually physically cut the fear out of his brain because he, he does... <laughs> you heard him speak, he does sound mildly lobotomous. That's what you Universal soldier. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Does it require sleep or food? Yeah, Special. maybe that's the future. It's yeah. actually really helping Ryan Mason's progress. Well, I was as about well. to say, we, we've got to mention one or two other Spurs players at least because, I mean, Kane's been fantastic and obviously Ericsson's, Ericsson's well. been great as well, but Mason's having a brilliant season. And it's great that all the attention's being, I mean, I'm, sure, I'm not sure Harry Kane agrees, but Mason's not really getting an awful lot of attention, but he's doing a really nice functional job in that mm. middle of that yeah. part. He's just signed a new contract, I believe. He's progressing really nicely. Yeah. And he's keeping, okay, possibly an unmotivated couple of players out of the side but he's, he's a local lad and he's, he comes through and he's doing well and he seems to be a really important player for Spurs I was now. about to say that Paulinho came on for him in injury time that was just Spurs taking the piss out of Arsenal <laughs> yeah right they <laughs> wanted to finish the game they even giving little Paul a game yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just wanted to finish the game with Paulinho on the pitch yeah, yeah. But, um, <sighs> do you reckon they said that to Paulinho <laughs> that's what we're putting you on by the way this will help you yeah. get over that 7-1 business <laughs> yeah. do, you, do you think that um I suppose with a better team because from what I saw, they looked like they were far yeah, better. They, yeah, they, no, they, they, they really, really well. work. It's a really disappointing performance from Arsenal for, for obvious reasons. But you know, as we've seen in in the last um, five or six matches, we've changed tactics slightly to to basically allow the other side to have possession, defend very tightly, and hit them on the break. And mm. we just attempted that, but failed at it. It was just sloppy mistakes. And yeah, I mean, some people have been pointing to Alexis Sanchez not being available, but I don't think it would have made a shred of difference if he'd been on because I don't think we could have given him the service. It was mm. really poor. Like just, Arsenal just didn't turn up. Well, against Manchester City, they played that. That, that 
type of football, didn't they? Mm. But that made sense because they're going to play against a better team away from home and, and the, the champions who are fighting for the title. Against Spurs, it's a much more even match or, or many but would Ars- say that Arsenal are better. But Arsenal have given up pos- the majority of possession to other teams quite a lot. Yeah, for a while now. They? They, I think they had less mm. position, possession mm. against um, Villa. Right, I just thought, five, yeah, I think it's yeah. in the last five games we've had less possession than the opposition. Or yeah, something I, weird I, like that. I just that. thought Wenger perhaps set up in a in a wrong way. Yeah, absolutely. It's, but it's you know it's, it has been working, but it just didn't work here. I mean, Arsenal gave the ball away very cheaply a lot, and that just helped Spurs keep coming at us. But I mean, that's quite often a hallmark of the North London derby that possession is given away really cheaply by both sides because it is quite frantic. It's very emotionally charged, and the football becomes period. chaotic. But yeah, Spurs just Spurs just didn't play along with that. But uh, just. Feeling what you've said, and I think we've said this before. I think there was definitely a feeling over the last few that that Arsenal were just content to let Spurs have the ball. Yeah. They wouldn't. They weren't fully convinced Spurs could hurt them. But now, mm. of course, Spurs are in good form, and they now can. they've got Harry Kane. Yeah, exactly. I think I think both teams are in uh, quite good form at the exact same time, both yeah. North London sides, yeah. yeah, which was actually true of the last time we met when it was one all mm. as well. There you go. Spurs one point above Arsenal in fifth. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's a really competitive top end of the next. league now. It is. I mean, given that the City keep dropping points, mm. I don't think I, I don't really I can't see City necessarily dropping out of that race altogether. But the way they're playing, though, you, you can see them dropping points and tripping over them. It's just yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it you see weird. Southampton sort of dropping out of that kind of uh, yeah. I'd well, say I'd so. say I that, but I, I think keep Southampton winning. might finish fourth. <laughs> no, I don't see that. You can't allow yourself to see that. I hope that people would realise if I did genuinely think that I would say, but I, I don't think they're finishing the top. No, I don't think they. They all think out of the top four by April. <laughs> <laughs> like I told you, I only make predictions on the full moon. When I said that last time, people actually put like someone researched it. It was actually a full moon last time we recorded. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, but I, it was cloudy. So I mean, I say it's amazing. It's amazing how much free time the listeners have. <laughs> yeah. More than me, which is wow, jeez, indeed, and that's incredible. Yeah, I guess I've seen your internet history. I would, I, say, think... I would say the most, the most, the majority of our listeners use their time in a more noble way than you do, Pete. <laughs> what shouting at dogs in the street? Yeah. I think Pete utilises it quite well uh, when he... I mean, he sends us some funny YouTube videos. Yeah, yeah he keeps us entertained, I appreciate that. Um, Everton and Liverpool didn't keep us entertained, did they? No. Jordan, even Jordan, try. Jordan Eve tried his best. Jordan, yeah. Jordan Ibe. I think it's Ibe. It's yeah. Ibe, sorry, OK. Yeah, it's a tricky Ibe. one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he... he... <laughs> three letters. Yeah. <laughs> it's, rare that, it's rare that a name with three letters can be that tricky. <laughs> um, he did look decent. He did, he did very, very well. Um, He's... He, he, I mean, most of that game was Raheem Sterling being foiled in the, the left-hand mm. side of the penalty area by Everton. But yeah. um, Ebe, um, he had a cracking shot early on. I <laughs> you're right. It's bizarre. <laughs> call him. Call it, no, you can't call him Jordan because it could be Henderson as well. Yeah, Damn yeah. it all. Yeah. Um, I, I thought I, I was actually. So I don't know if I said this at the beginning of the season. I definitely said it to one of you guys. I was hugely surprised when I went out on loan. Because I thought that he would be have a breakthrough for season this season. I'm not just saying now because he's playing against Everton. It's one game. Of course, they play again this week, don't they, against Spurs? Mm, yeah. And we don't know. I mean, I mean, it looks like he probably would have to play because they've got some injuries. I think Coutinho, yeah. Lalat, one or two others might be injured, so he would have to play. But I was genuinely surprised to see him go out on loan because I didn't think that um, Liverpool um, could afford to do that. And obviously, the start of the season sort of proved that. But he was really lively. I mean, he hit the post in the mm, yeah, nice effort. It, um, it wasn't. It wasn't a fantastic game. Of but course, it was. But it was good that he was in there because as. Jim says Sterling was foiled on many occasions, and I, I, that just, sounded just, like a pun. Mm. Sterling was foiled, yeah, yeah, a um, little bit. Well, okay, didn't mm. mean it. like not mm. a pun on anything, mm. but it just had the rhythm of a pun. Okay, which I thought I should point out. I, I think st- obviously Sterling's um, along with Harry Kane, they're probably the two 
bright young lights in in English yeah. for, for you know in, in in English terms at the, at the moment. And so the Sterling, amount of reliance on Sterling seems incra- seems crazy to me. Though. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure Sterling's quite pleased that Kane's rise to prominence. He's like, oh, you know, share the burden a bit, Can't you know, when it comes to before. England or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but will they bill it like Messi v Ronaldo, Sterling v Kane? Yeah. <laughs> or no, or they am won't I being <laughs> too bloody ridiculous already? Um, read it in my column in the tabloids. Anyway, uh, yes, Just in uh, the tabloids, every one of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of shite they'd come out with is, yeah. is what I'm suggesting. Language. English. <laughs> um, it was Brendan Rodgers' 100th Premier League game in charge. Before the match, he had a win percentage of 53.54%. And out of Liverpool's seven Premier League managers, he's second only to Rafa Benitez. Mm. Fair well, impressive that, isn't it? Yeah. Is. As you yeah. said, Jim, though, last um, before we came on, you know, last season would uh, have would had been even higher. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. yeah. I believe it was actually you that said that. Did I? It was Pete, yeah. actually, I think, yeah. yeah. But anyway, the point is that <laughs> if, if you said that stat before the start of this season, yeah. it would have been even higher, and we can all agree on that. Yeah. Time. <laughs> Time changes everything, like love. Okay. <laughs> Let them hear what they want to hear. Uh, West Ham uh, drew one all with Manchester United. <laughs> Sam Allardyce saying his team couldn't cope with the long ball tactics of Manchester United. But you know what? Absolutely he knows fair enough, you, though. It is fair enough, and also he knows what of he's doing. Of course, he knows what he's doing. And fair play <laughs> to, to Big Sam because yeah. a lot of people have said that rightly about him. But when he can turn it around and, and he's sitting up there towards the, you know, the well, not Champions League places that far up, but West Ham are having a brilliant season. I mean, and, to, and to be a very unlucky not to get a point, uh, not to get all three points against Manchester United, let him have his moment. Absolutely. To be fair to Big Sam, I mean, I know his um, his Bolton side of the past have, have qualified for Europe before and, and done very well. But there's an argument that this is the best team he's had in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. He did finish fifth. Well. He did finish fifth one year with Bolton. The, sign, yeah, well. the signings in the, in the summer were, were fantastic, and, yeah. and he is right what he said. I mean, don't, he did it in his Big Sam way, which is like a bit cheeky. And he, <laughs> he obviously loves himself, so he has that grin on his face. Yeah. But he is right what he said. I mean, Van Hal had to chuck. Balls up to Fellaini to try and rescue a point. But that's what we said. That's, that's, should and then have done. take great credit for that. It's Absolutely. a bit bloody rich, though, really. I mean, yeah, but, that's what, but, that's, <laughs> but I think Sam Allardyce knows that. I think that's partly why he's laughing because mm. he knows his reputation. Yeah, <laughs> but isn't it funny though that the, the short termism in football is thus that a manager is judged after every flipping result these days. So when a manager turns it back on everybody else and goes, well, what about the long ball stuff? Well, in the past you've done this. Well, hang on. Yeah, you've yeah. got short memories when you want to have them. Yeah. So, Absolutely, and you've got long balls when you <laughs> want to play them. It was dis- I, I was disappointed from West Ham's point of view that um, that, that was just a, such a that, that Danny Bling, uh, Daily Bling goal was just such a textbook like second ball that, that, that yeah. the top clubs really get annoyed about. Like one of the big things of set pieces and stuff is with with Fellaini, it used to happen a lot with Crouch. If you can't win that first ball because the player's big and physical and, and tall and you can't do anything about it, you've got to then throw all your concentration onto the second ball. Yeah. And the second ball, there's nowhere near it and, and Blinker just goes in there. It's, cool. it's a great finish, it to be fair. Finish. It's a difficult height for him to take. And it was a, you know, it's a great goal uh, at that time of the game. But Adidas will be so disappointed with that. Mm. And I think, I think obviously before the game would have taken it, but at that time... I was also because obviously I've just said it was funny his post-match interview because it was, but I was also a little bit disappointed in him that he was still so pleased because he should they should have won that game. Really. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Falcao's finish. Did you see that? The yeah. one-on-ones really, really poor. I wonder um, as, as well on top of this because Falcao's taken a lot of the flack for uh, you know basically the, the, the amount of money it's cost them to have him there. Do you think that's maybe taking away from the fact that Di Maria hasn't exactly set them alight? I mean, maybe he injured, obviously he? he has had a few injuries, and maybe United fans will put me right, but it doesn't seem like he. He's um he's really really exploded in the way for, that you would hope for um for everyone who's had twenty plus shots in the Premier League uh, so far this season, 
Only Diego Costa has a higher shooting accuracy than Falcao. Really? Wow, really? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. I find it interesting that the Di Maria Ozil type thing because they I mean, he puts them straight at the keeper. <laughs> yeah, on target, mate. <laughs> uh, I think that the Di Maria Ozil thing is quite interesting because both t- both players went quite deep in the World Cup, of course. Yeah. Or as deep as you can go, really. Um, both have had an injury. Both are, while they play slightly differently, they play in similar positions. Mm. But Ozil seems to get. Well, both of them uh, have actually been played sort of white as well. Exactly. But Ozil gets a lot more stick than Di Maria seems to. Mm. Although Ozil's in really good form. He's got three goals in three. Mm hmm. But do you not think that people are more critical of him than they are Di Maria? Um, yeah, but he's been there for longer. So I think people would... You get a period of grace as a player, don't you, where you're adjusting to a new league. I don't it? think it's anything to do with that. I think it's that he that I think that Di Maria is... I'm not saying this is definitely true because I've not seen the stats, but Di Maria is perceived, at least, to be a really hard-working, fast-running player. Yeah, not unfairly, though. I think yeah, that, no, but Ozil isn't. Yeah, but Ozil's seen, Ozil's seen his, he sort of goes down his haunches, his shoulders th- drop a little I think, bit. The thing with Ozil, though, is a lot of his work is off the ball and it creates space for other players. And we, we, saw, <laughs> we saw Gareth Barry famously... Um, get very confused by how to deal with that in the World Cup um, some time ago now. But could one of the reasons be, though, that people are not highlighting Di Maria and they're highlighting Ozil a bit? Ozil's come into a team that's pretty set up. Whereas at Manchester United, the man who's under the spotlight at the moment is, is Louis van Gaal. Yeah. Yeah. And he's not sure about where his best team is. And sometimes one player's played out wide, sometimes he's played at back three. And so Di Maria doesn't have such a defined role, whereas yeah. Ozil has a bit more. Also, a, a big transfer fee, isn't that an un- unusual thing for Manchester United? Where yeah. For Arsenal it is. So maybe there's more pressure there as oh, well. Yeah, just to be clear, I'm not, I'm not personally suggesting that the one's better than the other or one's doing better than no, the other. No, I don't think, no, I know I, you won't say that. My point is that it's, it's definitely parallels. Ozil seems to get a lot more stick and I think it's because of his demeanour mainly because mm. he seems like quite a quiet almost slopey shouldered guy sometimes here's a stat for you stat fans uh, Manchester United have not won a single match under Louis van Gaal after conceding first wow which is unlike uh, very young well, Ferguson. Well, I'm, yeah. a big, I'm a big fan of stats like that, where you concede first and then go on to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think my policy's been made very clear on that one. Yeah. <laughs> you've, you've stuck very staunchly to that, Pete. Yeah, I have. well, not really. I've, I've basically been attacked from all corners. And I'm just defending myself. Yeah. I think that's you've the... curled up into a ball. I have yeah. a spiky ball, like an Alan Pardew side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just, you interpret the game however you want, mate. It can well, be your own game in your head if you like. Oh, just I hope we don't lose on Wednesday against them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be great, some, guys. For yeah. some, great. God, um, I would say that given that the unwritten rules of football is almost completely guaranteed that Pardew will get it. It's at Celeste as well, isn't it? Harder so. up. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, well, uh, I, I can imagine Pardew scoring in that game somewhere. <laughs> 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 we're scoring after it. Yeah, you would definitely. There's no need for that. In crystals, <laughs> you started it. In hey, crystals, he started it. We should go down at crystals. Yeah, I'd like. Yeah, we should go down there on Wednesday night. Definitely pick my oh, intro that, with the... you and your Joe Kinnear shirt. <laughs> that's the club on the corner. For those who don't know, Crystals is a Crystal Palace themed nightclub at Celeste Park. And what could be better than that? And the answer is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nightclub though, what happens after I'll like tell you what? Twelve. I bet Pardew is going to turn that into one of the finest nightclubs in the land. <laughs> yeah. What he's done with his day club is, is incredible. It's yeah. going like, to be like um, King, Kinky John's gaff at uh, on uh, Vic and Bob. Remember when he used to put like have yeah. ladies' night? He used to put pants on the, <laughs> on, the, on the stools and put um, chicken wings in the drinks. Oh, you like that? Breasts. Mark Bright's pants. Yeah. <laughs> but I think Pardew yeah you're right he's doing such a good job with the football club he should be put in charge of that one as well because yeah. if there's any uh, members of staff that are unmotivated not yeah. not pouring drinks quick enough all that kind of business <laughs> I'll tell you what yeah 
when you're the king you can do what you want exactly mm. yeah, and where, everybody where, where uh, was Nuge this weekend that's yeah. all I'm saying well, I'm, I'm as disappointed as you don't have a go at Nuge well, yeah. I, yeah. that's like said... the bullies having a go at you and you turn around and go well there's a guy over there who's small have yeah. a go at him Pete <laughs> all I will say is I'm a huge fan of Nugent and his skills and talents but they came up against Crystal Palace and David Nugent is but a man yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny with Nugent because we've spoken before about the, the, the margins of difference between the, the Premier League and the Championship and like they seem so applicable to David Nugent. He, he seems to hit the bar or the post like just in every match. He's, he just seems to not quite score a one. He's not living up to his name. The difference is he. Well, that's your opinion. Or is he? <laughs> <laughs> Email us. Show uh, the football round. He, uh, yeah, he might have to be downgraded to a difference. <laughs> was there any? Was there any? Um, Same other, difference. There any well, other goal sort of the month. He should have won goal of the month. Definitely. Was, was there any other incident at that game, uh, uh, Mr. City versus? Yeah. Mr. Any Paris? other talking not, points, Marcus? Not on mm. the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> just off the pitch. <laughs> Were there any just off the pitch incidents? Yes, indeed, they're bloody well. well. Oh, and, Joe, I, and I'll defend Pardew to the hilt, but I will say on behalf of this entire show, he shit a brick when Pardew did that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm standing in my technical area. Yeah. yeah. No one can get there. There will be no repeat of the Pellegrini incident here. <laughs> yeah. it does not, I would have helped you, James, but I've got to stay in this area. He doesn't call it the technical area, it's the VIP. Yeah. 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 The As Pierce has got his hands around MacArthur's throat, Pardew's going to the fourth official. Can we get like a cordon? I think maybe they should have a cage installed for Pearson now. <laughs> the safest things for it. Do you think they'd have a technical uh, technical area in crystals? Yeah, that for Barger yeah, when he comes yeah. in. But with the Pearson thing, the I think patrol. what they should do is definitely have a cage for Pearson for his area. Oh my every, every so often, um, chuck in like an unused sub as an offering. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to keep sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, blimey! I mean, Gordon. Yeah, James MacArthur. For anybody who didn't see it, he was he was knocked over on the touchline and fell into Pearson's legs. And kind of knock Pearson over slightly. It wasn't even his fault. Yeah, yeah. clearly not his it was, fault. It was just physics at play. Yeah, it's not like he gave him a shoulder barge, nothing. No. Stuck but a head in the there. The strange thing, though, was... He was on the ground as well. But after that, Pearson, like, mock throttled him, and they were both yeah. laughing. No, he wasn't laughing. Um, Pearson was laughing, and it was more of a maniacal grin yes. than a laugh. MacArthur wasn't laughing, not that I saw. Oh, he had a smile on his face, from what <laughs> I remember. Maybe it was such a harrowing image Terror. my brain's edited it out. It was like, it was a, I've just put an actual shit in my pants smile. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. Indeed. What was really strange was when MacArthur got up and he was a bit like, okay, I'm going to now play on the other t- t- side of the pitch now. Um, yeah. Can I go in net? Yeah. <laughs> Pearson wouldn't let him go. No. What was that about? <laughs> I mean, was like, oh, I, I like the Pearson's quote because someone, someone asked him about it after the game and he said, oh, it was just a, uh, just a scuff or whatever. Um, and, and, the, and the journalist, whoever it was, asked him to explain himself and Pearson went, well, I could handle myself. So it's not, it's not what you're <laughs> asked. I'm not asking yeah, you no, that. Yeah, no, but, but I think, I think <laughs> I basically he's just taken... <laughs> yeah. He's used an incredibly unfortunate um, choice of words there because what, what he actually said was, you know, if there's anything that needs to be uh, needs to be mentioned, I'll mention it, but mention it, but I don't think I do. I'm, I, I can look after myself. I think what he means is, you know, I'm an adult, I make my own decisions, it's absolutely fine, don't worry. But because he said, mm-hmm. I can look after myself and has a history of beating off packs of wild dogs, <laughs> everyone's taken it no, to mean that he, it's... It's violence related. Beating them off. He actually also used. You know exactly actually, what I mean, Marcus Feller. He, he actually also used the phrase. <laughs> the, the term he actually used was, I can handle myself, which sounds yeah. a lot more sinister. Absolutely. I can handle other people's players by the throat. <laughs> yeah, but, whatever I want. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jesus. It's like a d- big dog, a big mummy dog picking up a little dog by the scruff of the neck. Why didn't Pards <laughs> get involved? Why didn't he? Yeah. Well, he's oh, just, sorry, he's, he's, I was looking the other quite, way. Yeah. I just yeah. was checking yeah. the sorry, scores guys. on my phone. Yeah. Oh, MacArthur, uh, he, yeah, had entry, he had that under control. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was just doing the inventory for, uh, for uh, crystals. So I've, I've got a lot on. <laughs> Stop taking. <Yeah. laughs>
We're almost out of Blue Wicked. <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine Pardew's personal VIP area would be called the technical area. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but, it, but it moves with him. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a lighting uh, arrangement that's on the floor. Yeah. And the There's DJ always has, a spotlight yeah. on him. <laughs> the DJ has to track him <laughs> as he goes along. <laughs> Get out of the way. Pardew's coming through. Oh, oh dear, oh dear. Um, uh, but, but what about on Sunday night when there were reports that Leicester had sacked Pearson and then they were rubbished by the club? Well, yeah. Gary Lineker... Lineker's yeah. tweet this was, was interesting. interesting yeah. So Lineker's presumably got a lot of contacts at mm. the club and he said that um, Pearson was fired by one member of the family who owned the club yeah. and then that was reported and then he was reinstated by another member of the family. <laughs> wow. Yeah. There's going to be lots of necks being held. Yeah, in, the, in this boardroom. How odd is I mean, Basically, they, they essentially had, wanted to fire him, then they realised that no one was going to volunteer to break the news to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just leave it then. Why isn't... I mean, why, <laughs> have, have the FA said anything about it? Is yeah. it kind of like... Don't think so. What's worse, having a one-on-one in a room on your own with Nigel Pearson <laughs> or being relegated from the Premier League? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Being relegated that's what they, the they've waited yeah. out, haven't they? Yeah. And fair play to them. Yeah. <laughs> you get the impression that there's been like this sort of family crisis meeting where the rest of the family have gone, look, he'll, he'll kill you. Yeah. Yeah. We value you I'm as a not member saying of the family. We love that. you. We can't let you do this. Have, I understand you want to fire him, but have you seen the film Taken? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, as you say, look, no volunteers. Yeah, nah, exactly. Someone tried to do it by text. But anyway, it's a good result for Palace. We was a very, mention very that. Good I mean, Palace only lost one game at Palace now, hasn't he? Yeah. Incredible. One, one defeat. And, that, and, that, and actually, they were a little bit unlucky against Everton. Well, obviously, if they lost. Yeah, if it's a Pardew team who loses, there must there must be an enormous yeah. slice of bad luck. I'm going to I'm going to use the word injustice. Yes, mm. <laughs> indeed, it should be investigated. Uh, Manchester City drew one all at home with Hull, and it was Milner's um, wonderful free kick that, that snatched a point for Manchester City. Good for a Rick Luke, as you say. They've only seven points in their last six games, and it's incredible really because Hull have been. Pretty bad this season, well, it's, yeah. it's, especially of late. And then there they are, gutted that they haven't won at the Etihad. It's it's a weird situation for City where their season seems to be punctuated by these really inexplicable, disappointing results. Like, and that was Hull's first point since New Year's Day. <laughs> the first point That's they got. Incredible. Yeah, and 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 if you look at throughout City's season, they lost to Middlesbrough in the cup, of course. At that home draw with Burnley, which Burnley, they pulled yeah. out the fire. When they were 2 0 out. Yeah. Um, lost to Arsenal. Oh, no, yeah, sorry, they were 2 0 out, weren't they? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Who uh, loses to Arsenal? I haven't even put this on the list because I, <laughs> I, I have respect to Arsenal. Thanks, mate. Um, <laughs> home to Newcastle in the League Cup, of course. Mm. Don't forget that. Um, home to Stoke as well. Yeah. So that, it's weird. Mm. Like, it's almost well, like a concentration remember, problem. Remember last season, they were absolutely terrible on the road. Mm. And this season, they seem to have sorted that out by completely swapping it around. <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon this is a concentration thing where they just think, well, this is, a, this is an easy I win? I think it must be. I think there's, there's certainly an, an element of this being what their fans, I guess, would call typical City 2.0. They've always had that thing where they shoot themselves in the foot a little bit and it's, it's here in just a sort of, on a, a, yes, a more successful scale, but there are still elements of it. It's really odd and there's an amazing start on Match of the Day, which is they haven't won a game without uh, Yael Toure. This season, and That's, but from yeah. from deep, he's basically their only player with any creativity, and the, the, mm. the game is such that you, you need a bit of that at the well, base. You, you look think. at a, a canny few of those players, though they've, they've all got um, league medals and stuff, and I, I course, guess I guess it's very much a secondary product behind the Champions League for them. They ain't got to get much further than Champions League, though. No, if they're uh, playing like this, well, yeah, that could really like affect their confidence if they get a proper smack in from Barca. I've got a feeling that must be a league stat that Yaya Torre thing, right? Because I think they might have won a Champions League game without Yaya Torre. Uh, okay, well, well I, they didn't. Might, I, I'm gonna say possibly the. Bayern Munich game they had to win I don't think they had him then right. but in the league that sounds about right that would yeah. make sense there's obviously a, a huge difference for them there's no, no question about that absolutely yeah, but it's strange isn't it that with a squad that talented and a, and a club that has so much money 
to look so full of money. So yeah, <laughs> to look so short without Yaya Touré. I, I mean, obviously he's not been there, and then they've had key injuries. But still, though, mm. you know, the, as you say, some of the results there. What it comes yeah. down to is it, David Silva's got creativity in it. Well, Sammy Nasri's not playing but, this season. No, but Marcus, it, it essentially just comes down. It sounds harsh, but I think I've, I feel it's true. It comes down to in this new era of Man City, since they had all this money and these players coming, they haven't actually had a genuinely top manager yet. They haven't had anyone there to take them that extra level, to go that extra mile to win things consistently and win mm. big trophies. So, of course, they won the league, but they've not got anywhere near winning the Champions League yet. And Pellegrini, is, he's fine, but he's not a very, very top manager. Um, Mancini's always struggled in Europe as a manager. Mm. Who were there before that? Mark Hughes. Yeah. Not a top manager. So, well, it was Fenn. Okay. Stuart Pearce back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Kevin, Kevin Keegan. Imagine Stuart Pearce at City. <laughs> right oh, now. God. Stuart Pearce, Keegan and Sven manage that club. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Were they that. in a row? Even I don't. I don't, I don't think, know if they were in a row. But I don't they think. Was I don't think um, that was under the. the um, no, Keegan certainly wasn't. And well, they, well, I think Ericsson was under the Shinoatras, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. So, yeah. so the, the point is, they haven't, been able to, they haven't been able to attract yeah. one of that very. So you, you're talking like. Well, imagine if Van Hal took took uh, charge tomorrow. It would be a very. I think it would be a very different side. Much more resilient. Much more well, um, dangerous. That, he's struggling with Manchester United, and he's had a lot to spend. And not as much as City, though. Oh, he's probably spent more, isn't he? With I think Maria he, and Falcao coming in. Yeah. yeah, on two, three players. They've got strength and depth for Man City, though. The people I, I that they can bring that, off the bench. I think the, the list of managers I'm thinking about, though, Pete, are just a very elite bunch of maybe <laughs> three or four. So Ancelotti, Guardiola, yeah, Mourinho, probably. Pardew. <laughs> Pardew, yeah. John, <laughs> big, big John Carver. Big John, big John C. <laughs> Big Johnny got, C. Got a big old hug from Bruce Lee at the weekend, funny, an artist. <laughs> yeah, he did, didn't he? So he's in it for, mate. In it for the yeah. hugs. Mm. Yeah. Big, oh, Big John Carver's getting in um, Steve Harmison to do his next team talk. You know the English cricketer? Right. Is Harmison's managing... Uh, Ashington. He's managing Ashington. Ashington, yeah, there Northern you go. Premier, Northern Division the, 1. That sounds Premier about right. Why yeah. are they having guest spots? He's like, what? Well, the, the, the owner of the like club a guest says, speaker. The owner of the club says something weird, like, oh, he's an elite... He's, I think he's got a couple of other people helping him out, but he said he's an elite level sportsman, so the, he seemed to imply that the skills are transferable, so he's happy to give them the Yeah, Hull, interesting. Hull had somebody last season, or... Well, I can't like, remember who it was, like but yeah, talk. we did talk about it. Yeah, um, almost, yeah. There you go. Very strange. So that's, that's four games without a win for City now, in the league. Which is that is not title winning yeah, form. They need I've, I've been saying back. like, oh, you know, it's still not over, but they, they're, they're bottling it at the moment. There's no other way of, of, of seven of, points of behind Chelsea. Yeah. yeah, seven points off the top. I mean, this, it's, this, the reason it will be especially disappointing for fans is they worked so hard and they were the yeah. better team against Chelsea and they should have won that game. Yeah. And if they had done that, um, and then un, I mean, it would have been even worse if they had won that and then undone their hard work with a draw against Hull. I mean, it's just it's not acceptable. These games, it says to me that those. Those very top managers, and Alex Ferguson talks about it in his book quite a lot, it's concentration at the top level. It's all about concentration. The ability between these top players is probably quite negligible, bar one or two. It's about concentration. And, and, and Roy Keane also said about Ferguson, he said, in his career at United, <clears throat> Alex Ferguson never got a team talk wrong. He never mm. misjudged the room. Mm. He never, he did never sort of identified any some sort of complacency and didn't deal with it. Whereas Pellegrini seems to be setting up these teams, and it's just too much of a. It's happening too often to be a coincidence. Yeah. But they're going in there. They think they're going to roll over Hull, and that's it. Was Hull fine? They're not a great side or whatever, but they're fighting for their lives. They're fighting mm. for every point, and and you cannot afford. I mean, that goal against City, okay, it was a bit unlucky, but it was ridiculous. Yeah, it, it, was, it was ludicrous, oh, wasn't goodness, it? It was yeah. just it was a third third time of asking, wasn't it? And they David Myler put it in, obviously touched by the head of parts. So probably again some residual magic left over there. But it was it was it was just ludicrous. Magic dust. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think an important thing to remember with City as well is obviously they won the league last season. But last season was a strange one in that 
everyone had new managers um, and it was it, it, the league felt like it was anyone's for, for the first time in a long time Ferguson had gone uh, obviously Mourinho was back in his, se- his second spell so I had a lot of changes to make and, and Moyes this, was this there, se- yeah Moyes was yeah. there this is Liverpool a, were having a great time yeah exactly yeah. and uh, this is a harder Premier League this season I think and it seems very it, it seems tighter at the top I don't remember how the stats were obviously but well Chelsea are making it way. a harder of um, course, yeah. There, there wasn't a, there wasn't a team as good as Chelsea. In no, they're the year. only stand outside it, obviously. Hence the seven points, because Man City could be dragged into the race for for third, even or fourth, yeah. or fourth if they really carry on. I don't think they will. I think we're well, only four points ahead of uh, Southampton now. Five points ahead of United. Mm. I get I get the feeling that Man City <clears throat> could probably do with a bit of a hiding from some top side like Barcelona, for example. Just, you know, a, get, just, just to get them a bit of a G up. Yeah, G-up. I, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Southampton, they beat QPR one 0 away. Mane won it right at the death. Uh, QPR, they've lost their last four games. Redknapp's gone. So's Glenn Hoddle. Um, he's, he left the club um, as an act of loyalty to Redknapp, <laughs> which is nice to see. <laughs> Either that or they, when he left, they were thinking, hey, why is Hoddle still here? Redknapp <laughs> wasn't there to make excuses for him, so he thought, I better, I better go before I'm shoved. <laughs> um, and Tim Sherwood said he's worried that if he accepts an offer to become the new manager of the club, it might affect his friendship with Harry Redknapp. Isn't that something to discuss with Harry Redknapp? Yeah. Get over it. As, yeah. as Luke said in, in the Oslo show, you know, do, do you want any work? No. He doesn't, does he? He's always finding excuses to not manage. He's, he's a fucking fucking waiting for the, <laughs> It's like he's waiting <laughs> for the England job. Well, he wants, he wants a London-based club. He, like, he poo-pooed the idea of going north of, uh, well, Birmingham. It's he's just, not going to get just, a better offer than that, is he? No. 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 Certainly not with the resources. He, wants, he, he, he wants, wants to go straight into a Premier League job in London, doesn't he? A cookie yeah. Premier League job in London. And there's, there's QPR. I don't know what... Yeah, you're right. I don't know what he wants. Does he want to wait for the Spurs job to come back But to be fair, we're still talking about him like he he deserves these jobs you know what I mean or, or we're not we're, at least we're sort of talking about him in the same breath as uh, you know Premier League t- opposition Luke did just call Premier him an idiot teams. but he, yeah he's an idiot he doesn't he doesn't deserve a championship club he get, he gets, yeah. I mean he, 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 well, he got Luton Norwich he was Luton with West Brom wasn't he one or two others as well so West Brom he wasn't oh was it Palace he ruled himself out of yeah West right, Brom yeah. was down to him and Pudis apparently I think or something like that what what you right, though? Oh, he's Cardiff as well. Was he not linked with Cardiff? Yeah. Was it? Was it Palace? He was. He was very annoyed that he wasn't the, the clear front runner and that they were considering other people. You've just got to accept that if you're read that young your in your Wikipedia, career. Read your Wikipedia. What yeah. you've done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if you haven't, at least create something. Yeah. yeah. Well, you can done. change it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I would love Portsmouth, of course. Would you take him down there? He's quite fat when he's at Portsmouth, from yeah. what I remember. I think he, was, he did an okay job for Portsmouth. Mm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to criticise him on that basis. He was all right. <laughs> I'd, lo- I'd love Sherwood to become a good manager because, for crying out loud, there was a lack of them of English managers that are decent. I don't think it matters what, where you're from. I think yeah, I've said it. Hang on, hang on. I've, I know it doesn't matter where you're <laughs> from, but I'm talking for the England football team and, and the <laughs> preservation of the English league. Nah. Well, well, I think the other, the other expl- if the money goes elsewhere, then then other people go. You want you want some good homegrown managers as well. The other explanation for it is, of course, that Sherwood feels like his stock is very high at the moment because he PR'd his way out of that Spurs job quite well. Mm. Did an alright job. Brought some young players through who are still featuring now. Mm. Um, and he had a good win percentage and he did alright. But he PR'd himself out of that job as an unjustified sacking, which, okay, is, is a different school of thought. Maybe he was unjustified to be, to be fired or whatever, or to be, to be relieved of his duty, shall we say. And now he knows that his stock is as high as it was mm. ever going to be. He doesn't be. want to jump into a risky, yeah. a risky yeah. um, appointment. Probably fi- he's probably got a fair bit of wedge. probably mm. doesn't need to worry about it. But you either want to be a manager or you don't. And what, or what you've got to think about is, what possible job, because the guy's not going to leave the UK, so what possible job is he going to be offered? I mean, that's a, that's a London-based Premier League um, job. Really, if he, if he pulls that out of the fire and gets QPR, stays in the Premier League with them, 
He's, he's set because they've mm. got a lot of money, got a lot of backing, and they've got potential for a new stadium and other stuff. It's yeah, a great job for him to get. He should be, yeah. he should yeah. be buying the handle. But, but this is what I mean, though. This is you hear us, Timmy. Yeah, yeah. No, but it's the it's the excuse. Oh, I'm not. Well, okay, he hasn't ruled himself out of it just yet. Well, the QPR did say they're going to widen their approach or, or look at, um, at managers. Search, but, yeah. yeah, he said that uh, you know saying that it'll affect his friendship with Redknapp. But obviously, ironically, that sounds like a kind of Redknapp excuse. You it know? does. Yeah, well, he is Redknapp like. Yeah, he's, he's very Redknapp like. But mm. but what? It, but why that? I think that's just a bit poor. Is is the fans of that club? Do you really want someone who's umming and aren't? Well, I'm not sure if my mate wants me to go yeah, there of or course, not. It's You're really talking about people who pay up. hundreds and hundreds of pounds to go mm. and watch that team. They want someone to go. Yeah, I'd absolutely be honoured to go and manage that club. Yeah. Cooper are a great club. They're, they're a great club. club. They've got a big history. The end of their tethers right now. It's, so many people are like involved with the running of that club at every level, from the management to the playing staff to the people that run the club, are just treating them with disdain almost. It yeah, must be course. so frustrating. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, let's go to League Two. Mm. Yeah, the Ramble Derby. There you go. Portsmouth <laughs> yeah. one, Hartlepool nil. Hartlepool should be all right on the road. Yeah, the pool of rock bottom. Uh, nine points. Not even very good at form. Nine shit points season. from safety. It's the best thing that could have happened to Portsmouth to get Hartlepool at home. <laughs> <laughs> that's Portsmouth's be- Portsmouth's first win since the twenty second of November. Five points above the drop zone. Portsmouth. It's terrible. There were two points going into that game, and they hadn't won a game since the middle of November. Both teams in trouble, big mm. time. Pete, if you big were asked time. to go up there and do like a pre-match team talk for them. Would me you, would me you and Hangus the monkey. Yeah. yeah would cool. you go up there? Talk about all the famous people come from Hartlepool. Yeah. Me, the canoe man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the guy who Yannick, does the ITV2 voiceovers. Yeah, Yannick Gers, the Iron Maiden guitarist. Is he from Hartlepool? Yeah. Excellent, no yeah. that. It's a good okay. one. Cool. Yeah. Would you do it? Portsmouth have only got... Yeah, um, I'd do it. Good. Portsmouth have only got Isambar Kingdom Brunel, Charles <laughs> Dickens, uh, Christopher Hitchens, <laughs> Peter Sellers. Yeah, no one. No one. No, 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 no. Yeah. yeah. Um, what a city. My hometown had George who used to be in London's Burning. But to wrestle it back to the football, it was it was Matt Tubbs' first uh, goal for Portsmouth, which is really important because they signed him. He was the only really player of note they signed in January. It was a textbook sort of near post header. He'd be really important for Portsmouth if, and it has come to this, I'm afraid to say, if they are to stay in the football league, yeah. then he needs to start scoring more. And Big they need tubsy. to stop getting terrible results that they don't mm, really... Yeah. I mean, it's not like they don't deserve them. They do deserve them, but they should be doing a lot better than they are. Yeah. So, Marcus, this, this raises quite an interesting question for you and I, because if you know one of or both of Portsmouth mm. and Hartlepool go down, do we let Luke and Marcus back next season Luke and Pete I'm Marcus Luke, yeah Luke yeah. and Pete get with it Jim uh, let me know, so let me know. do they, well, do they be- get relegated as it well? depends because if Sherwood fancies coming on <laughs> yeah. he won't though will he yeah that's no. the thing uh, it's, <laughs> a, it's <laughs> once a week it's a Monday night um, uh, makes for someone know. like from the football yeah, I mean, I'll miss yeah. Monday night football for, uh, won't I <laughs> affects my James Richardson relationship <laughs> have you ever done any media work before Tim not that much a little bit here and there what do you want to do I want to host match of the day I want to be from my house I want to be I want to be the new letterman on the late late <laughs> uh, it's called. Um, yeah, from Portsmouth uh, and Hartlepool to the Madrid Derby in La Liga. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yeah. Madrid's, biggest de- <laughs> Madrid's biggest defeat in over four years. 
Um, 4-0 to Atleti. They've really got their numbers since the Champions League final. Yeah, but isn't this the seventh time they've met since then? Uh, Seven, six. six times. It's yeah. crazy, isn't it? Sick My favourite part of that game was, I didn't see it all, was uh, Chris Jarrett had a really annoyed with Ike Casillas. Oh, yeah. my, God, oh my God, he had an absolute mad, Tell didn't he? Yeah, it was bad. The it first guy, Thiago, the former Chelsea player. <laughs> yeah. Nice to see him. They're having yeah. a great time. Uh, yeah, Casillas. Oh, dear. Just him sort of walking into the house, all like, you know, his missus and his bairns are at home and stuff, and yeah. just him looking, walking past the World Cup winner's medal stuff. Dropping it. <laughs> Dropping it. <laughs> 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 Giving it a little polish as he walks past. What has past. happened to that man? <laughs> yeah, I know. You can imagine a lot of his medals have just, just gone off the balcony now. Yeah. Or just, they're just He's broken just, what, in What, 31? Ways. He had 500 Spain caps at the age of about 24. Yeah. yeah. The guy was a, Is he, a, a colossus. 30s? Yeah, no, it's yeah. amazing. Captain of Spain. Yeah. But he'd got yeah. into some good form again he'd forced his way back into the Madrid team and now it's just all it's all gone terribly wrong what about them? the bicycle kick from uh, oh, Niguez just beautiful Griezmann's having a good season yeah he's he a good signing for them he's, a, he's yeah. a, lo- a lovely player again they've done so well to, they're like Doctor Who aren't they they just regenerate brilliantly whatever happens <laughs> yeah. whoever the personnel they're probably better to watch this season at Leti last season obviously they were very strong and physical. They were like warriors out there. And uh, Mazukic is a warrior, though. Yeah, I mean, there's still obviously a lot of that about them. But I'd, I'd say there's perhaps a little bit more craft with Griezmann and Mazukic yeah, going ahead. Torres's cross for Mazukic was as beautiful a, as well. Yeah, he, he did okay. There's a lot. There's lots to like about Atletico this season. You got two around chucking a boot at a linesman. You got Torres yeah. back there. You got Simeone and Burgos. They're always good. For oh them. my god! What's Burgos going to do with his Google Glass now? That's been discontinued as a product. Oh, yeah. You'd have to think about it. I think he'll get driver updates. No, he won't. I reckon he's trained his eye. <laughs> yeah. So it just to do it anyway. So yeah, he's yeah. probably had surgery, so it's just inside his head now. Yeah. The thing, the thing about like the Liga, it's so sort of like um, you know two or three sides uh, battling it out. Like a four nil at one point might have kind of affected some goal difference, but because every team win like five two every yeah. single match, yeah. it doesn't really matter. Although mm. saying that, Pete, it is significant for Atletico in particular because they're they're better head on the head to heads for right, okay. Madrid, so that's an extra point effectively. You know, yeah. you said that he. Uh, Maybe Burgos has got the Google Glass thing implanted in, in his brain. Yeah. Do you reckon Simeone went to the doctor and said, oh, can you do that for me? And the doctor was like, well, not going anywhere near your fucking brain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we don't want to release that into the universe. Yeah, I don't know, well, that's, it's probably not a brain. He's just taking his, crate, like his skull off. It's yeah. just a vortex. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like whatever's in the, uh, the suitcase in Pulp Fiction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just shines. Yeah. Yeah. Occasionally the Holy Grail goes past. You <laughs> grab it, but it's just too late. Uh, some people were angry that Cristiano... Is that nuclear reactor? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what... That spy, that Russian spy, died of. Yeah. Polonium. Yeah. Um, moving on swiftly. Uh, some people were <laughs> angry that Cristiano Ronaldo was pictured and videoed out celebrating his 30th birthday with family and friends later that evening. Yeah. He's not deserved that. No. It doesn't matter no. he's been living for 30 <laughs> years. As far as I'm he, concerned... You've had a bad day. It's like anyone who works in an office or a building yeah. site. If you've had a shocking day at work... Get you need home, to get, get home. in your coffin. Exactly. Close it down. Yeah. I don't want to see you again. <laughs> yeah. 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 Get on the rack. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine that if you saw your boss out and about. Yeah. You had a shocker today. Yeah. You, you didn't get that deal. What are you on the beers? Yeah. Get back home. Well, I don't think you should You've be not lashed yourself Dorman, He's not coming in. Yeah. If I tell you what he's done. That's it, isn't it? It's, it's like job. when uh, Alan Partridge's assistant, Lynn, uh, annoys him and offends him and he, he, he has a mint and she goes to take one and he goes, I don't think you should have one, Lynn. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, brilliant marvellous stuff um, before we go to Africa Cup of Nations oh, um, uh, uh, Fabio Capello pay update uh, he's been paid Russian billionaire and Arsenal shareholder Usmanov has stepped in to pay Big Fab his uh, £3.9 million mm, just like that 
So Fab will be he, back out on the beach. He is. Yeah, everyone. He is. Like, I think he's the world's, I think he's in the top 40 richest men, that yeah, he's, guy. He's he, Russia's richest man. Yeah. He said that the whole thing's embarrassing to him. And it's actually the second time he's had to bail out the um, Russian Football uh, Association. And obviously they're, they're having a lot of financial problems in Russia at the moment. So the, the price of the, or the value of the ruble is, I think it's like more than halved. So that's made it even harder to get them Capello's salary. Um, has no tabloid hack um, tried to spin this into Fabio Capello linked with Arsenal job? <laughs> Surely. Yeah. What are they playing at? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those boys. Yeah. Yeah. Too busy really, concentrating on Tim Sherwood. Trying to keep him sweet, aren't they? Do you reckon, so that he can do the Arsenal job? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think some sort of tabloid embarrassment should have uh, done that by now. But he gives away a lot Don't of money. Don't have a go at them if they're getting better at their jobs. Yeah, well, that's a fair point. They, they yeah. haven't done this. They will <laughs> yeah, do. But it's, yeah, it's true. I'm, yeah, and I've got the wrong idea here. They haven't done this, not because, no, that's just rubbish as if there's anything. They haven't done it because they've not thought of doing it. <laughs> <laughs> they're getting slack at being shite. Mm. You're shite at being shite. And we boys. should know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right, let's go to it. The Africa Cup of Nations. What a game. What? <laughs> Do you know what, right? I think I'm right in saying there's only been three goals scored in the last six Africa Cup of Nations finals. I thought it was one. Wow. I thought it was one. Really? I thought it was one. Maybe it's not. I'm surprised you said three because I was about to say that it's one. I think Egypt won a okay. couple one. Maybe it's one, one of the last four or something. Yeah, it's it's been very very low. Miserly. Mm. Yes, uh, very very low indeed. Yeah, last time it was nil nil. Um, Ivory Coast. Uh, sorry, uh, it was Nigeria. Ivory Coast. Yeah, it Nigeria was, won it. It was not. No, did they not win one nil? Oh, did they? Okay. Oh, I can't remember anyway. But yes, Ivory Coast and Zambia was the last time when when Ivory Coast were in the final course in 2012, um, and then Ghana were beaten by Egypt in, in the final. Ghana haven't won the cup since 1982, but Ivory Coast at last have. It's not quite the golden generation. We've moved on a little bit from that. It's obviously. so frustrating for Drogba. He was very noble about mm, it on Instagram. He, he said, "I'm so pleased," but he must be gutted. Yeah, in, in one sense he is, but I think I think a player like Drogba having won Champions Leagues and Premier League. He's such a huge uh, figure in Ivory Coast yeah, and actually in, in, in that part of Africa. True, but I, I, I would I would imagine though a guy like him would be able to look at a bigger picture. You of know? course, you, you would still enjoy it as a fan. Yeah, I, I do take the point, Luke, but I think. You know, you say to him, "Well, would you, he's never going to play for them again. He's done." Yeah, but this so, is not one of those things where you do the right thing. Because he's almost like a statesman in, in the Ivory Coast. So you do the right thing. You say, "Well done," blah blah. blah. But secretly, when you're at home on your own, you think, "Fuck's sake!" <laughs> yeah, you would because you'd be desperate to win it. He was kind of so close to winning. Yeah, it. but it's not like he was omitted from the squad. Maybe he just saw the, took one look at the game and thought, oh, "Thank fuck, I'm not involved in that." <laughs> <laughs> Everyone seems to have cramp. Yeah. yeah. Oh dear, oh dear. I didn't think I'd ever sort of find myself pining to watch Portsmouth again. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Garner have, have now lost eight out of their last ten penalty shootouts. Oh, crazy. It's very very Nothing poor. For them. Look, you didn't give a penalty algorithm. I know. I didn't. I, I was, it was that crazy. Were you asleep? I was asleep from the game. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't. I, I thought. By the time I thought about it, the um, the penalty shot had started. Well, to be fair, I did. Mm. I did crunch the numbers for you. Uh, yeah. And what did they come out as? As Ivory Coast. There you go. See. I did say that we've got. We've got uh, the results. WhatsApping proof. The results speak for themselves. Yeah. So. Mm. Uh, but but my goodness <laughs> though, they were they nearly threw it away. I mean, uh, Bubakar Barry was amazing. Yeah. Barry Copper. But, what a man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Bonnie and, and Tallow missed um, the coast's first two pens. Ghana were two 0 up. And fly. I mean, Ghana, if they'd have put the third one away, yeah, I'm sure I'm, it would have been incredible to go three nil up in a penalty yeah. shoot. I'm sure there was something about sorry, Luke, the way, the way that Ghana celebrated that second miss that 
it was almost like their concentration slipped a little bit, and they were yeah. like, "Yeah, we got this, we've done it." And they, they, they just it, this, you know, things like that make all the difference True. in a penalty shootout. But Barry made a great save. He did to uh, stop it from going to three 0 Like that, he was at full stretch there. And I think one of the, the next Garner miss where the player put it wide, he was brought on at the end of extra time to take a penalty. He was, yeah, yeah. Uh, Javinho was taken off as well. Solomon Kalou was was brought on, and he did score. Did you see Javinho watching it? He was sat in a little well, plastic chair, yeah, yeah, facing the other way, just looking so tense. Bless are you, him. Are you guys aware of that? Uh, um, sort of data and analysis site called 538 it's run by Nate Silver he does a lot of uh, election predictions and um, okay. and sporting stuff and he I, I, I get this right a while ago not for this penalty shootout but a while ago he did sort of study on penalty shootouts in general and the percentage chances of and if what happens if someone scores and misses and stuff mm. and I'm pretty sure I'm right in saying that he if the first team if the team misses their first two and the other two team scores their first two, it's like you've got like a ninety eight percent chance of winning or something. It's like it's like astonishingly high. Yeah, exactly. And, you and never for them to turn that around is crazy. Yeah, you, crazy. seldom do you see that that kind of stuff. I mean, I remember. I don't remember that ever happened. I couldn't think of. Well, another there example. was a penalty shootout involving Wolves and Sheffield Wednesday many years ago in the FA Cup, where Waddle ended up missing uh, a vital kick. Right. But Sheffield Wednesday were in total command. Right. Again, it was down to it where they could afford to miss one or two, mm. and mm. and Wolves needed to keep. Scoring and they turned it round incredibly. I think that's the only yeah. time. It's the pressure, isn't it? If you, I don't know. It's just when the tide feels like it's turning in some way for the team that it's, it's almost like you know the uh, the tortoise and the hare, isn't it? They feel they're so far in front that they they relax, men- yeah. mentally relax in a situation mm. that's still really really high well, pressure. In, in one sense, but in another sense. They may well do relax, or the keeper saved it and he's put it wide. It is a penalty. But you can't help but affirm it sometimes. We've all been in football games where like you're two or three and up, or whatever, and then the other team scored. You know what's happening. Yeah, exactly. And there's nothing <laughs> you, you can you do can't about stop it. it. Yeah, it's weird. But Razak never really looked like getting near many of them, did he? No, he no. certainly didn't. And not. it was great that it came down to the keeper's taking one because that's yeah, always a lovely absolutely. Side. It was, what an incredible end to it. But Bubakar Barry, let's let's talk about his cramp because a lot of people were saying because basically after each save he went down as if, if as if he was like just not after each broken. save. No, but there was wasn't he went down twice, didn't he? And I thought it was. Absolutely. Antics. Oh yeah. my goodness! But the thing <laughs> is, what's, what's really interesting? No, no, it wasn't the time, really. It was, <laughs> it was, it was, it was when they brought it back level. Yeah, I th- and I think he was clearly doing that. They brought it back level, and it's like, right, let's take, let's calm it down now. Yeah. We're level but again. If you if you didn't see the game, what he did basically was after the save, he just stayed on the floor in a heap, basically rolling around in absolute agony, as if he just suffered some great personal tragedy. And a lot of people were like, oh, obviously, as you say, it's, it's antics. But apparently, that also happened to him after the game when he was celebrating. So maybe it was. Gen- Genuine cramp, but he's used it as some sort of mind game anyway, making it look like he's faking it <laughs> but the, to really get inside the head. I mean, if he was a box-to-box midfielder, you'd probably be more likely to yeah, believe yeah. him. But I mean, goalkeeper. I, th- I think the, the mind, the, the mind games he was trying to play, he got inside his own head. So afterwards, as you say, when they're celebrating, he still kept it up. <laughs> I saw yeah. a lot of people get annoyed about it on Twitter, whereas I found it absolutely hilarious. It was entertainment. It was just mm. funny. I tell you, my favourite penalty of the shootout was Eric Bailey's the Ivory oh, defender. defender. I thought he was going to miss, but his penalty the was amazing. Coolest man in yeah, world yeah. football yeah. at that moment I mean and it, special word for Colo as well who missed one before yeah. Colo Torre yes. well he had a big old run now this was we're well into sudden death here yeah and uh, obviously people kept scoring and Colo Torre when he ran up I, I remember thinking oh please score yeah. no we, we can't have this because you'll be destroyed you'll have to go back to your job as a as a, an estate agent or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> back to your fake job <laughs> and he ran up and he hammered it but there were some great penalties Yaya Torres was really good as well yeah there really, was really some strong. proper top corner stuff going on but Eric Bailey he just he took two steps back 
almost shrugged his shoulders, put it in the corner, and then went over to the keeper, calmed it all down, and walked back as if to say, yeah. well, what are you all looking at me for? <laughs> and what? Yeah. You know, this is a training, isn't it? Oh, crap. You know. uh, but yeah, and then it went down to the keeper's and Razak, he didn't. You'd look. always fancy Barry, the schemer. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Barry was getting place. closer to saving penalties as well. And it, it was such a yeah. shame because a keeper saving another keeper's penalty, yeah. it shouldn't really be the way oh, it, it but, finishes. Yeah, I mean, that is, that's quite, it's humiliating for you, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's You've really... got to rate a man who's got Barry Cup on the back of his. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> What's not to like about well, that? He said, uh, now Barry was, he's not their first choice keeper. No. He's seen as a bit of a funny character yeah. in, in the Ivory Coast. Remember he was eating the grass that time and stuff? Yeah, mm. all that. And, and some people have said he was a bit of a weak link in that uh, golden generation. And he said after the game, I have been criticised. I'm not a, I'm not big in talent or size, but I want to progress and I've shown the critics. I oh. love that. You know, yeah. he's like, I'm not that good. He's got the trophy. Talent got the size. Medal. Um, but Jordan Ca- AU was in. Oh, in, that was really, actually quite difficult to watch. Yeah, one. he was just um, inconsolable, wasn't he? Um, yeah, very, very, very. Uh, very Big Herb Renard went into console. Oh my giddy on Big Herb <laughs> Renard! All your Christmases at once, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Hench, oh. many ladies, delish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, everyone. Yeah. We're all in this that together, Peter. <laughs> if that man is forty-six, then I'll eat my hat. <laughs> I will eat a big ball of creatine powder. <laughs> yeah. He looks mag- even more magnificent than we all imagined, I think. He's mm. a dodgy fringe away from fighting Skeletor. He's man. He could carve a statue That's... of himself with his own cheekbones. Yeah. Mm. Oh, my God. As, as if well, he as couldn't... What we said before, he's a man you could chop wood on him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as if he couldn't get any more magnificent. What yeah. a tan as well. Mm. Yeah. yeah. He looks um, like a, he's out of a mill, like off the front of a Mills and Boone. Novel. Oh, he does. It's a really good show. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. A lot of people <laughs> on Twitter have said he looks like Jamie Lannister he from does, Game yeah. of Thrones as well. Um, he becomes the first coach to win the cup with two different teams. Surely his stock's got to be quite high now. Yeah. Surely he, is it any, any sort of European club? I, I think. That, I think back to Cambridge United, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Cambridge, I love him. <laughs> Didn't he get social relegated in between? He took over, and they yeah. were in a bad situation, right. and he couldn't help them. Essentially, yeah. their fault. Would you take? <laughs> a, yeah. Would you take <laughs> him to Newcastle? See <laughs> the new Harry Redknapp. When Sven, well, finally, you know. <laughs> when Sven finally retires, he's going to take up. He's going to take up his place. Even Sven. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that um, Renard certainly has proved himself to be a great tournament coach. Yeah. It would be great to mm. see him managing a side at the, at the World Cup. If, yeah, if, they, if, if they can get there, um, obviously well, he might not want to leave Africa. You know, well, yeah, they? I mean, there's a side that, that you would imagine would qualify for the next World Well, Cup the thing about that is, is that when he won it with Zambia, there's a certain element of that was a real surprise. And now yeah, with Ivory yeah. Coast, he has got a good basis of a team. Sure, there, yeah. he could but do a also bit more maybe yeah. there's, there's pressure on him for that, and, he, and he's you know he's dealt with it. Mm. it yeah, and, and but the the way the players respond to him. Did you see larking around after the game? I mean, he was picking up Yaya Toure and making Toure look like a little boy. Yeah. You know, he was that big. He was very calm during the shootout as well. He was very calm indeed. Yeah. But, the, but the way the players, they loved him. And then he took, when he first took his shirt off and they were all dancing and he was getting involved in the dancing and they wanted him to get in and then they put a shirt on him. They love him. They absolutely cover, love him. Cover it up. Yeah. No, no, uncover it. It does look bad. Yeah. Do not uh, yeah. hide your light under a bushel. <laughs> no, right. <laughs> yeah. But the players obviously love him. And, and Yaya Toure said uh, when, he, when, when Renard took over, you know, and, and obviously they, they won the tournament, he said that he was exactly what they needed. He gave them all a kick up the arse. And he said to Yaya Toure himself, if you're not going to work hard, then you're out of the team. Mm. And he, Toure was like, yeah, to be honest, that's, I probably needed that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so it was, it was no pissing around. He's like, why didn't I think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was incredible. And it, it was such a shame for Ghana. It really was because they've been a good side in this tournament. And one or two people still not sure if, if Ivory Coast have still fully um, reached their potential and... Uh, and one thing and another and, and perhaps saying that Ghana were worthy winners but then 
or would have been worthy winners, but Ivory Coast, they had a very tough group. They beat Algeria, who were some mm-hmm. people's favourites. Uh, DR Congo were a tougher opponents mm-hmm. than Equatorial Guinea. They've won it. They've won the tournament. They've won it. So, yeah, you can't really argue with it. Yeah, in, in, indeed. So, uh, we look forward to the next one in 2017. Tunisia could be banned from that one, and Morocco could also be banned as well. Yeah. So, a couple if, of extra spots. If Tunisia <laughs> don't apologise in the next two years, have they calmed down yet? <laughs> that's, the, that's the problem, isn't it? They've been threatened with expulsion because they haven't apologised well, for they, how they reacted to going they out. They damaged a door and a refrigerator. Yeah. Oh. I can imagine. Imagine that England are on the on the radar. <laughs> sort of, can we get in there somewhere? <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, a qu- there's a quarter final with our names <laughs> yeah. on it. Because yeah. there's no second on, round on penalties in the quarter final. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly, we're to an outside. There we are. Yeah. Oh my goodness! So yeah, Africa Cup of Nations is over for another year. But uh, what a wonderful uh, end to the tournament it was. And now it's time for Pete's mystery voiceover game. It is time for Pete's mystery voiceover game. Uh, every week I set a uh, well a, a mystery voice. I, I play a little bit of audio, and uh, if you know who it is, just uh, give you me an email. Voice at the football uh, Last week it was our final week of giving away a uh, British Eurosport uh, HD um, player pass for the year, and uh, well. I can only uh, just say that uh, nobody's winning this week. Oh, what? So oh. I'm, I'm afraid it's a rollover. Can't you give it out to your favourite guest? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you want, it's up to you. You're going to of your game. No, it, I think it gives extra incentive for uh, for a rollover because then them's the rules for Pete's game. This isn't about the African Cup of Combinations. No. You've got to We're stay rigidly about Pete's game. to the Pete's game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a couple, a couple of uh, guesses in. Uh, Chris Frost, Riggy Best Song. No, I'm a Zaki. Uh, Mido, not Mido. No. Um, Someone's asked, answered with Mido every week. Yeah. yeah. Mustafa Hadji, not Mustafa Hadji. Uh, what else have we got here? My Mohamed Abrika, no, a uh, lot of Midos, a lot of Mustafa Hajis, uh, none of those people, uh, which is uh, quite exciting. So yeah, it's going to roll over for another week. If you know who this is, Get in touch, voice at the football ramble dot com. Just guess better. Guess better. <laughs> guess yeah, more. I like that. That sounds like a betting company slogan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for your highlights of the football week with Luke Aaron Moore. Hi everyone. Hi. Hello. Ooh. It's time for the highlights of the week, as Marcus rightly says. Um, so I think I'll just get straight in there. Yeah, do it, man. Um, a guy calls himself Chelsea Stats on Twitter, which I don't normally like using. I prefer people with actual names on there. It could be um, a name. But this is quite a good way anyway, so I thought I'd clear it in there. He says, my highlight is the six-month wedding anniversary today of my wife. She's taken the option to extend my deal to the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> Always nice to hear. Always nice to hear. Um, Dean Jackson says, oh, Alan Pardew bottling it against Pearson, which we touched on. Um, Alan Pleadon says, I listened to last week's ramble on the train while drinking water. A laugh-out-loud moment caused me to spray said water all over a man stood opposite me <laughs> I apologise and explain the situation turns out that he's also a ramble listener so shout out and thank you to Dan for not killing me yeah. <laughs> I no, actually believe, believe that's true um, yeah, yeah, whether right. it is or not we enjoyed it uh, Sandeep Singh Man says James MacArthur feeling what it's like to be a wild dog in Romania <laughs> <laughs> yeah. terrifying I imagine <laughs> Uh, Simon Merrifield if seeing my beloved Spurs trump my sister's boyfriend's Arsenal wasn't good enough I then discovered that not only does he share a Netflix profile of my sister but that said next Netflix profile can be accessed and edited by myself via my PS3 I wonder what oh, Harry Kane the DVD of the game on there I wonder what <laughs> Harry Kane heart 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 is watching now <laughs> <laughs> he's still shagging your sister oh, oh, hey, oh, 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 oh. ruined it absolutely ruined it dirty boy I apologise Simon for that Russell Brand Joel Klein says the Ivory 
Ivory Coast physio celebrating their win by spraying cooling spray into the air. Did you see that? Oh, no. Yeah. He was dancing around with a big sort of sort of thing of deep heat spraying it just go, well, hey. that's going to get in people's eyes yeah uh, Gregor Lauda Mohamed Bezic and the worst tattoos in football his left arm is like the conveyor belt from the generation game <laughs> I thought that the weekend they are really bad I'm sure there's a quiche on there maybe it's his list for the big shot who knows yeah. um, and last but by no means least Chris Grigg says realising my five year old stepson say penalty he says penalty apparently oh. and, and apparently when he was asked why he said it's because he heard the men on the phone saying it mm-hmm. that's us oh, <laughs> oh. Yeah, hello that's we strange. are the men on the phone we're, <laughs> we're we still are, here we apologise hang up on us we apologise in advance for your stepson failing his English GCSE <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, my highlight of the week although it was last week now was our show in Oslo yeah great yeah. stuff brilliant Really Marvel's our that. first overseas show. What a beautiful city as well. Yeah. Beautiful people. Loved it. Yeah, it was great. Thanks very much I for ate all so those. So much licorice. Who, uh, <laughs> yeah. You tend to just eat weird stuff when you we go ate, away. Uh, what, what, somebody provided. Uh, Stefan Stephen Hanson uh, gave me a, uh, an pickled. entire jar of pickled herring. Yes, that's it's right. It's very nice. And I, I had somebody on stage. Yeah, and that was the crescendo of the show. I was just eating pickled herring yeah. with our hands. Yeah. I for mean, the smell did not leave us. No, it took a while to get rid of it. For a long time, you went through a phase of only eating biltong and milkshake. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I did know. put on a lot of weight. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Thanks for everybody who came uh, who came to that show. It was it was absolutely marvelous. We'd love to go back there at some point. More so of that. We can do that. More it, of that, I think. Indeed. Uh, before mm. we go, don't forget the best of the live shows is on iTunes. Yes, search for it under albums, the Football Ramble Best of Live or Live from Manchester, Edinburgh and London or look on the website, thefootballramble.com or the mm. Twitter or the Facebook for the link and you'll find it there. It's bloody excellent. <laughs> Seriously, you'll have a lovely time listening to that. Uh, and it's it's about 90 minutes long, something like that. Yeah. Just like a football match. 50% more than you usually get. Damn mm. right. Uh, if you want to get in touch, then do email us, show at thefootballramble.com. The Twitter is at... Football Ramble and the website is thefootballramble.com and the Facebook is facebook.com forward slash footballramble that's the one and don't forget that Kelly Wells our amazing editor does a lot of great content on thefootballramble.com and it's worth checking out whenever you get the chance indeed she puts us to shame uh, Absolute Radio I is it an FA Cup weekend this weekend? could be could be well, well there's probably games this week midweek yeah, yeah. midweek yeah, yeah so yeah. I'm thinking well, well basically there's no um, I, I've not been told what the Rock and Roll Football Live Barclays Premier League commentary Make is it on up, Saturday Pete. it's um, uh, Leatherhead uh, Monkeys uh, versus the um, uh, Dirty Dancers yeah so cool. go. sounds good yeah. Dirty Dancers are doing well at the moment yeah. 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 I played for Leatherhead Monkeys kind of <laughs> <laughs> uh, there we are say goodbye Jim goodbye say goodbye Luke. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I was gonna go, get away I was going to say Pete first, but then I thought, Paluka. why am I messing with the system? I'm not going to do a Van Hull and Tinker for the winning formula. Uh, goodbye, Pete. Goodbye. Goodbye documentation and data me. arriving at multiple locations. And not- <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
That's stamps.com code program.